hello everybody i am i'm a little crazy today i'm gonna be honest with you happy friday i'm i'm officially ready for memorial day i was showing the girls my shoes oh, wait a minute you guys see the other side yes oh, wait a minute that's not good there you go so <laughs> <laughs> okay my legs hurt that's my shoe how cute is that? They are the cutest. I'm ready. So cute. I'm ready for Memorial Day. I'm ready for Fourth of July. I'm going to take some, I was about to say I'm going to kick butt and take some names, but I guess I won't say that because it's not the best thing to say, but I am going to kick butt and take some names. I'm ready. Everybody should celebrate that day. I mean, you don't have to have a picnic or anything, but you definitely should recognize it. A super important day um, to take tribute and take some time out at 3 p.m. I think it's 3 p.m. Um, all around the world well I would say all around the world for Americans that served in our military there is a time of silence that is experienced throughout the country um, so at 3 p.m. if you think about it for one minute be quiet Let's, let's uh, pay tribute to the men and women who have served this country, gave their lives. And sometimes, uh, some people didn't give their lives, but um, they actually gave up life, uh, they gave up life limbs, whatever. So uh, we need to take some time out, appreciate them. Some of them uh, still struggle from uh, dealing with war, um, having to overcome some issues with that uh, mentally. So uh, that day is super special and we should make sure that we thank the men and women who serve our country every single time we see them whether it be in the store um, in a restaurant i would buy a, a serviceman a serviceman or woman uh, they wear the hats so it's super easy to to, to know who 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 they are but oftentimes when uh, my kids were growing up uh, from small small kids um, I trained them to go up to those men and women who were wearing the hats, and I told them, I, I taught them to uh, say thank you. Um, they need to be respected and revered um, for what they did. And um, we should never, ever, ever forget. See, that's what's happening with this country. Not that I'm going to talk a political talk. My shoe's falling off. But um, but we should, we, when we forget about history, we forget where we came from, and then we repeat history and uh, we repeat the bad things because we don't remember them. That's why um, we really have been blessed to not really have much conflict in wartime and things like that. So a lot of, um, and we don't teach it in school. We don't teach history. We don't teach the sacrifices that men and women made um, for each and every single one of us. And so we take for granted the freedom that we get on a daily basis. But if you take time, to stop and thank someone that served then it kind of is a good reminder of of why you have the life that you have and then it shows appreciate appreciation respect and honor to the ones that gave it to you so if you see someone always say thank you super important my kids still do it to this day um 24 and 22 if they see someone and it's a it, it the timing is apropos because sometimes it's not the greatest timing. But hey, buy somebody lunch or dinner that served this country. They deserve it. Um, let me see. I was uh, I was going to say something about something. What were you were you going to say something to me, Tracy? Because you leaned forward like you were about to say something. No, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your new background? 
Um, from a scale, it's from zero oh, to gosh, 10. Oh, gosh, yeah. Zero to Way 10. better. Zero to 10. Which one? My background yeah. in comparison to Tom's? Yeah. I see. I think Tom's was a 10. Yeah. I Aaron, like, literally hit a home run on Tom's. For, the, for anybody who watches both podcasts, like, Aaron... He should be a decorator. He's, he's he's very in touch with this feminine side. Yes. He knew exactly what Pastor Tom would love. He did very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you did an excellent job. And this is, and listen, we got all this stuff free. <laughs> Logan emptied out her house. <laughs> yes, she did. Thank Lo- you, Logan. Logan em- emptied out her house, yeah. brought it all here to the church. And now, I'm like, there's stuff over here on the side that you can't even see. <laughs> Because they were putting things up, taking them down. T- putting things up, taking them down. And I, literally, it hurts my arms to raise them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, like, I'm on a two-week regimen of working out. I have no muscle, people. There's no muscle. So it's not muscle that's hurting. It's fat that's hurting that's having to be turned into muscle mm-hmm. at a very slow pace. Like, and Tracy's doing it too. Tracy, are you very sore? Yes. Are you sore from this morning? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. I literally wanted to punch that woman right in the face this morning. <laughs> if she told me to drop and give her 20 one more time. <laughs> it wasn't drop and give her 20. I don't know what that thing was. Is We had to jump on the ground. You jump up. You jump down on the ground. Then you kick your legs out. And then you pop yourself back up. Tracy's killing it in that one. That's called a burpee. No, no. That wasn't a burpee, babe. Thanks. That was something else that she did that the, besides the burpee. I the know the burpee. One? The ball one. Okay. The, you threw the ball up. And she's and Tracy's throwing a 15-pound ball up. I did 12, but 15 was killer. She'd throw the ball up. Not that you guys care about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> throw the ball up. Go down with it. Then have to throw her body down. We all had to do this. I did not. <laughs> Listen, I tried. You did. I, could, you I did. couldn't get back up. You did. Help, I've fallen and I can't get back up. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I got, I, I, I really did try and do that one once. You did, you did. Once. You did. And then I said, I'm going to do squats. <laughs> That's smart. I can't do that one. Maybe someday when I get arm muscles, but I tell you this. I'm afraid that every time I do jumping jacks, Literally, I'm going to go flying across the room from the wings. My arms are so flabby. No. I'm like, I'm about to take flight, girls. <laughs> I'm about to go out, be out of here. Peter Pan, here I come. Tinkerbell. No. I'm Peter Pan. I'm not Tinkerbell. Yeah, that's for yeah, ding yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, people. Let's go. First question. I'm, I am really sore, though. Okay. But we're going to work through it. I am wondering how I can use common everyday situations like and they gave an example of painting with other people to talk about God to spread the good news of the gospel. So I'm not quite sure if you are painting homes um, like we have uh, lots of people who not lots, but we have several business owners in our church that have our painting contractors. They own their own businesses. Very successful ever. If anyone ever needs a good painter, we have several in the church, and we can refer them to you. But um, and you live in the area, so uh, and I say this because we're uh, I always always promote Christians because it, the Bible is very clear that we are to prefer one another above everyone else, and we're to uh, to treat each other special. And so for me, I 
if I can, I always want a Christian doing my jobs and doing my work because I want to bless them and uh, bless their business. And, and, and I also want to honor what the word says. So, um, so I don't know if you own your own business. And so what you're doing is you're working, you're, you're working with people on clean on painting their homes, or maybe you take an art class or something like that. I don't know, but it, either way, it would be the same. And I know that was just an example, but if that's something you do, then I'm, I want to apply it. So, um, I will tell you when I worked, um, when I worked at my last job, it was in sales and what I would do with people is every time the door opened and I did, I, I prayed that I prayed and I still do. I pray that the Lord will give me the opportunity to share my faith and, um, with people that come across my path. So for that job, that particular job, I would go into people's homes and I would talk to them about, I don't know, whatever, whatever I was selling, right? Well, sometimes they would have certain things out in their home that gave you an idea that they were a Christian. And so if they did, then I would take that opportunity um, to share uh, my faith Um, and then there are a lot of times that you walk into somebody's homes and there's absolutely nothing. And now, you know, okay, Lord, this might be an opportunity for me. So you just pray during that time, like, Lord, if they're open, help me to be able to, uh, you know, invite them to church or plant a seed or whatever the case may be. And, um, we have a family that comes to the church because actually, while I was in training at this job, I went into these people's home and it just so happened uh, that I didn't know they were Christians until I walked out on their back lanai and I saw the wife's Bible. She obviously did Bible study. And um, these are the things that God opens the doors for you and you just don't even know that it's going to happen. So in the process, I saw where she, what she was studying in and I was and I talked to her about something that, you know, was relative to that, which they just so happened were going to a woke church and they were wanting to find a church that never closed. Um, they were, they are big on, on the COVID understanding what COVID was about, knew it was a lie, but they couldn't find, they lived, uh, uh, they live about 30 to 45 minutes away. Uh, but driving doesn't matter to them because they were like, if we could find a good church, it wouldn't matter. And I began to, I didn't even tell them that, you know, my, that Tom pastor the church or anything like that. I just invited him. I said, well, my church never closed. You, you might want to try it out. It is political. Um, I, he has no problem in talking about politics, which usually turns people off. But for them, they were like, no, that's what we're looking for. And now they've been coming, I think, two to three years now. They've been no, probably two years they've been coming to the church. They love it. It's what, exactly what they were looking for. So you can, and it's actually helped them, I think, growth-wise, uh, because now you're around other believers. They're heavily involved. They volunteer in this church. They come to all the Bible studies um, that I know of, like a lot of, like the women's stuff they come to, the men's stuff they come to. So um I don't know if they go to all the Bible studies, so I'll, I'll rephrase that. But they do, they're heavily involved in, in all the different ministries that, that do take place here and uh, are willing to help out with everything. They're, they're great people. They're a great addition to this church. So you might find out that you can share your faith and then invite somebody to church that's actually looking for something like our church 
Um, but then there are people who aren't saved. And, and I do run across people that aren't saved. And that's when I, you know, I read the situation and I give them what they want. Sometimes it's basically, if you're painting for somebody's, um, if you're taking a class, you're going to see that person every week. So that gives you way more time to share your faith. And then more doors are open. And you just pray every week, Lord, next time I see this person, let their heart be softened a little bit more. Let me be able to say it a little bit more to them. Let me share my faith a little bit more with them. Um, if it's a job, uh, well, I used to have jobs where I only talked to people one time. But I was able to share my faith, even able to pray with them. I know people who, um, one of my favorite people that attends this church, um, uh, he used to go, well, he's in management now, but when he would drive around, he was uh, he was a salesman uh, for a uh, exterminating company. And he constantly was praying for people when he would go out um, to these different homes and these different appointments because he would just talk to them and um, the Lord just opened the door. He found favor. I, th- I say this, if you just pray, Lord, every day, and Tom talks about this pretty much every Sunday, Lord, every day in the morning, Lord, open up the door so that I can share my faith. I promise you, if it's even in the Walmart, you'll have the opportunity. It's being that willing vessel. And it could just be something so small that you say, like or even just a smile and people maybe somebody comments and says man you don't see people smile anymore and you can say well I can tell you why I smile and then you step right into that you know it's seeing the opportunity and walking through it Um, but a lot of times people are so nervous and it doesn't sound like you're nervous because it looks like you're trying to figure it out and and find out how you can do it but a lot of people are so nervous because they're introverts not extroverts and they think that plays a huge part in it. it it doesn't the bible doesn't say for us to share our faith if we're an extrovert it tells us to share our faith regardless and if you're an introvert god knows he knows how you operate he knows he, he'll help you become bold, but it'll also put you in situations that are a little bit more comfortable for you than someone like me. I know no stranger. Like for me, talking about anything and everything, it, it's irrelevant for me. And if somebody says to me, go pound sand, I'm like, all right, where's the sand? I don't care. You know, I, it doesn't matter to me. Um, God's very good about all that. He knows our personalities, knows what we can take. Will we face rejection? Yeah, so did he. You know, it's like, suck it up, buttercup. Just get over it. It's not that big of a deal. But be out there. Be about his business. And um, so just look look for those opportunities. Uh, Be a willing vessel. And pray every day that he gives you the opportunity to share your faith. And then just if, if you're a person that's nervous, a little bit nervous, say, Lord, when you do, like, help me to be more bold. But it, I will tell you this, boldness comes through tongues, having your prayer language. If you don't have your prayer language, it might be a little bit more tough for you. But when you get your prayer language, there's something about it. It changes everything. It changes everything. I cannot express to you why. I don't know how that comes about. But the Holy Spirit, you, he just kicks you up another level. And, um, and again, he does all your praying for you. So strongly encourage you if that's you then um and you don't have your prayer language seek it out you need it badly badly now 
can I ask one of you guys, like, um, now that the air condition's blowing really cold in here, my legs are freezing. Can you just hit this fan for me? I'm cold. Sorry about that, people. But I'm going to shiver, start going like this in a minute because I'm, I'm a little chilled. My toes are cold. So, all right, next question is, is it okay to be cremated versus being buried? I was recently listening to Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and he said that we should have a good Christian burial and not be cremated. I have never understood the controversy around this. So I did talk about this, um, I think it was podcast 18. You can go back and watch it, but you don't need to do that because basically what I'm going to do, Tracy, is take my answers and I'm going to apply it to this one because it's been long enough. We're on like 30 what? 38. It's been a long time since we t- discussed this. So um, I'll, I'll address it again. It's super simple. Listen, there are things. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. If it says, if you do this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven, then don't do that. Cremation is not one of them. Okay? If it says you can do something, then do it. This is one that doesn't say yes or no to. So we can't, like, sweat the small stuff. We can't be worried about. And listen. Unless Jonathan has, uh, and I'll listen, I love the man. I've been with him this whole entire week when me and Tom have been up there. Um, like, I love him. He's just one of my favorite people, okay? I love his family. They're some of my favorite people. But unless he has scripture to back that up and you feel differently about it, then that's his opinion. He's giving guidance to people. He's preaching what he believes. But he, but if you were to ask him, he'd probably sit there and tell you, well, if you want to be cremated, it's not what I would do. But do it, unless he has scripture to back it up. A lot of people don't believe in cremation or they don't like cremation because it's your body is being put into fire, okay? And that's correlates with hell, okay? But I will tell you this. Like your 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 soul's already in heaven, so all you're doing is taking your body back to the dust that it was that it'll eventually turn into when it goes into the grave. But my opinion is, everybody can do whatever they want. It's up to them. It's not heaven and hell. And I can't find one thing in the Bible that says you can't be cremated. Not one thing. Genesis three nineteen says, "In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread." For out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So when you get buried, your body goes through an oxidation process that um, over time turns your body into dust. It turns it back into what it originally was. That's scriptural. I just said it to you in Genesis. Now when you do cremation, cremation does what burial does in minutes— that takes forever over time with um, with being buried. Now, I do know, like my dad, he didn't want to be embalmed. So his process of, of turning into dust was much quicker. Um, if you're embalmed, that's a very long process. And embalming, if I remember right, is just removing the blood out of the body, correct? Isn't embalming when you take the body? They're going to look that up for me. But... Um, it helps with the skin color when you've passed away for when you do your wake and things like that because it creates no bruising. Right. So embalming is when they take the blood out of it. 
I, but there's something about embalming as well that I think makes the process of, of deterioration in the body go slower. And I don't know how that works, but so my dad, when he, he chose burial, my dad was like, yeah, you ain't cremating me. He was just like Jonathan, ain't no way. Now my mom, she's like, I don't care. Put me in the fire. (laughs) Just put me on top of your dad. Like, I don't care. Like when I, when they pass away, they're going to be both buried in the same grave site. She'll be in in a, in a uh, urn. He's in a box. Uh, But again, it goes down to, it's just everybody's, different opinion and there are different viewpoints on it and what they can and don't care what did you find um that it's a two-step process and it is the embalming process is surgical in which bodily fluids are removed and are replaced with formaldehyde based chemical solutions and the second step is the cosmetic applying the makeup and everything oh really see they say okay that that I, I, when you said there's a two-step process i was like there's something else other than that no it's just the makeup I know, okay that's okay, yeah yeah i wouldn't i mean for me uh if i if i i don't know which way i'm gonna go myself the only thing i don't like which listen i have worked for a funeral home before yeah. heather oh, oh i have like listen heather always teases me she's like what job have you not done <laughs> no i did i worked for a funeral home yeah, I think I only worked there for like three or three to five months, something like that. I did sales, but I was there for, I learned the whole process. Cremation, was there for cremation, the whole thing. Watched the body go in. That It's hot. It's a big, big, huge furnace. It's hot. Went into the morgue where they have the bodies and stuff like that. Listen, they treat the, depending on the, the funeral home, I, I will tell you that, they're treated very respectfully. Yeah. The, the, that, the, that business is such a delicate, sensitive issue, and people can be taken advantage of. I'm a big proponent of uh, making your plans early. Um, not now, like, but I'm a big proponent of I, – I, me and Tom will live for a really long time, so I don't have any problem. I don't need to do this anytime soon. But people who don't believe like this, it's – cost effective and depending on the funeral home you go in you're so distraught and upset a lot of times most people don't expect it even if it's a cancer patient or a cancer somebody with cancer you think you're prepared but you're really not so now the person's deceased and you feel so sad about the loss that you spend so much money just to honor them and to love them. And they would be like, why are you spending this kind of money on me? This is insane. So it's much better to do all your preparations in a, ahead of time or don't be, don't be a sucker. Because listen, a lot of them, they'll do what you want and then some of them will upsell you. So you got to be careful about that. But they will, they always are very, I haven't, like they're very good and very sensitive and very kind um, to to the people who are deceased as far as how they honor and take care of the bodies. So, but yeah, I did work for a funeral home. I've watched the whole process, but I don't. What I don't like about it is we live in Florida. I hope this doesn't bother anybody what I'm about to tell you, but there's nothing that seals completely. And you dig a certain layer of ground and like it hits water Mm -hmm. I don't like that 
I don't like that at all. I, I, I almost don't care that, you know, it goes through the normal process of decay, but I don't want to be in water. So fire sounds a lot better than water. <laughs> I'd rather be in fire than water. You would. <laughs> yeah, I would be. Water does not sound appealing at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on that note. <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, moving right along. What did you say, Logan? bodies why do you, was that because you were sensitive to them now you have to talk loud because nobody can hear you because the other day i was listening and we couldn't hear a lick out of you girl that's what the body does after it's passed it's fascinating oh yeah i know you know what the thing is is i loved it i i, I didn't love it for tom but i will tell you this when he was in law enforcement he the calls that when the, somebody had passed away and he would go in there and it was so a lot of times it's because we live in God's waiting room. Um, a lot of times that would be Florida. We live in God's waiting room and our area around here is retired area, you know, so uh, a highly retired area. So a lot of times he'd call, be called in and it would be a wife who unexpectedly lost her husband by a heart attack or whatever. And it was an opportunity for him because he would sit with them. He would talk to them. He would be so kind and um it's such a great opportunity to share jesus's love without even having without even saying a word where you're just compassionate and kind and you treat the person not as if they're another person that you've seen and dealt with that's had a loss but you treat them as a human being that experienced a life-changing evolving experience like it'll life will never be the same for them after they've lost that husband and a lot of these women have been married to these people i mean the, a wife has been married to that guy for probably 50 plus years some of them it's 40 plus years or whatever i just remember my mom's when she lost my dad she's like i go to i she would go to buy bananas and she's like she don't like bananas you know she's like i'll never buy bananas again at the grocery store so it's like those are the little things that people don't think about. But when you go and you have to meet with somebody who has lost someone and uh, you get to be that, you get to be there for them and maybe help them through that process until a loved one gets there, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. You really can shine in that time. So, um, But I will t- going back to this, I will say um, either way, if you get cremated or if you get buried, your body's going back to dust. It is. So one's faster than the other. It's really irrelevant to me. And again, it's work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There's nothing in the Bible. I've looked. I mean, unless somebody in this room can tell me that they've seen something otherwise, I can't find it. I don't see anything. I see why he he says that it'd be better to be buried, but that doesn't mean again that's his opinion that doesn't mean that's the way to go so whoever wrote this do whatever you want it's really going to be okay you're bu- you're not going to be there anyway you be you yep oh my god god bless okay i don't even know what to do with it No, that's not what I in wanted head, to say. That's what she was thinking. I was not thinking that <laughs> at all. I, I'm telling you, after Pittsburgh and her with that, I I, I was going to take my little 
fingers and wrap them around that neck. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I hear that one I more time. Back. There's so many times I want to say it. I I, it on my birthday, in my birthday Instagram, <laughs> uh, my birthday was, was just a couple weeks, or a couple days ago. What does she put? <laughs> you be you. So whoever wrote this, Shetty, do whatever you want. You're going to be fine. Your body's in heaven. It's not going to even know. <laughs> she wants to say it's so bad. <laughs> I just looked at her. I literally have to put them on camera. It's a sight. It's a sight. I'm going to just say it. I, maybe I don't want to put you on camera. No, no. They'd have to put don't makeup on too. Don't do it. They they both look cute. Logan does have Logan does not. Have, do you have makeup on right now, Tracy? Yeah, I can. You don't look like it, but you look great. Like you're tan, so you you don't need it. You do have makeup on though, right? You look cute as can be. Your hair's all done. Tracy looks like she just got out of the gym, <laughs> which <did>. she did. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. No, she has jeans on, but but she did just come out of the gym. Okay. So next question: If you could only have three things on on your life bucket list, what would they be? I'm going to tell you this out of every single question that I think I asked today took more brain power than all of them combined. I've never thought of a bucket list before in my life. So I'm like, I really am not a bucket list person. I don't really think I care about doing too many things. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't care. It's because you've done them all. No, I haven't done them all. Oh, you mean job-wise? Job-wise. I have done a lot of jobs. I've done a lot of weird things. So that kind of like, I mean. No, that's not why. All right. I'm empty inside. I don't know why. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I just don't really care. Like skydiving, like just not a plan. No. And it's not a fear. It's just you don't want to. I could give a rip. Yeah. I just don't care. I mean, I'd rather hang out with my friends, mm-hmm. and I do that all the time. Yeah. Like, I hang out with my friends. Uh, my life consists, consists of church, and that's very full. And I actually, this is what I've always wanted to do for I don't even know how many years. Like, probably 20 years, just where I totally did church um, completely. So I am so content. I am, like, the happiest I think I've ever been in my whole entire life. Like, I think... This period in of life for me is the most fulfilling and the best ever. I don't think I've ever been more happy in my life, ever. I know, I love it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's such a great place to be. Not that I wasn't happy before. Yeah, I've learned to be content in all things. Yeah. But then when God just gives you your heart's mm-hmm. desire 100% per- yeah. completely, you just are like, it's as good, if not better, than I thought it would be. It's as good as I thought it would be. It is not less. I mean, it's just phenomenal. But I will tell you, uh, if I had my way, if there's one thing that I could do, this is the only thing that I can say that outside of the other stuff, the other stuff you'll understand what I'm saying. saying but I would go and I would travel around to every single state in the United States. I don't want to fly out of the country. It's, I mean, people always want to go out of the country, but my thing is, is the United States is so amazing and we're so blessed to live in this country. No country has to offer what this country has. Not one. I don't want to go to another country. I could give a rip. I did go to Israel 
uh, that wasn't a bucket list thing. That just was a fluke, and I'm very blessed that I got to go there. But that was never even a thing where I, I just have to go. Yeah. And I didn't feel like that. Yeah. Now, this country is hands down the only place that I would really want to go. And I would want to hit, like, all the hot spots, like things that um, – like big things happened, um, like monuments, national parks, mm-hmm. things like that. And then like where you you know how you can go like I, the only place I can really think of, I would like to hit some of those places like Mayberry. Like all these little towns where it's very quaint and sweet and you get to see those special things that no one gets to see. Mm-hmm. Because everybody just goes on the highway and flies past it. But there's so many amazing little towns in this world, in this country, that aren't even on the map. But, man, they would be awesome to experience. Mm-hmm. Those are the only things. Big monuments, national parks, and then little towns. That's what – with my kids and my family and my husband. Yeah. That's my family. And do it in the car. Because I'm just telling you, when we went out west and we did it uh, – we did it mm, – Tommy turned 18. Tom retired. Let's see. Tom t- turned 18, I think, 2017. So seven years ago, we went out west, and we did like three weeks. And we went, um, we took, we rented a van, and then we went all the way up to Memphis because Tom had to see Elvis. <laughs> I can't see of us. So we went to Memphis all the way over, hit, you know, Grand Canyon, hit some major places across all the way over to Vegas, um, so we hit some special spots along the way to Vegas and then Vegas up all the way to South Dakota, Montana, hit the Canada line because we went to uh, Glacier National Park, which is, that's a place everybody should go to. Unbelievable. You got to take Sun Road, though. That is the worst and scariest and most beautiful ride you'll ever make. I Norma had her head down the whole entire time. It's scary as crap, but it's gorgeous. But, like, uh, went to South Dakota went to the um uh, where are all the president's heads what's that mount rushmore and then came home that was unbelievable hit some national parks in a way that you can't in three weeks you can't do it justice but it was really like you wouldn't believe how gorgeous this country is yeah, oh, yeah. unless you do it in the car if you do it in the car like every day was just a wow moment and then do it with your family and let me tell you my family is funny as crap my son is hilarious norma is pretty dang funny Mm -hmm. we laugh so hard and tom of course like oh dear god yeah in any situation you never know what's going to happen any situation so lots i mean we were laughing i'm not i'm like i'm funny but i'm not the funny one in the family they're hilarious and uh gosh we had so much fun we laughed so hard um but then i would do this now here's the thing the rest of it is for me the rest of it's crap the rest of the bucket list uh, the only thing that i say that's uh, that i if i could have a bucket list now i'm not trying to sound churchy here or super spiritual but the rest of it just doesn't matter to me i'll be honest with you if i could and it, I, I can't. That's the great thing about this. Like, so these two things that I'm about to tell you that are on my bucket list, they're just like being able to travel throughout the United States. They're possibilities, right? But if I could do all the miracles that Jesus did, 10 times plus, because he did them yeah. 
a lot, yeah. right? So if I could perform them on his level and above, because he says we will, yeah. Jesus' words were, you'll do, you not only will do what I did, but you'll do them greater. Right. So for me, I'm like, I want to get to that place. And that's up to me whether I do it or not. Mm-hmm. But if I could see that, if that, if I, that would be, and that's what I'm striving for right now. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I'm focused in um, on getting to that, to that goal. I see miracles, yeah. but I want to see them all. Yeah. And then I want to do them all the time. Yeah. Then the last thing that I would say, because it's three things, is uh, I want to win. I, uh, if I could, I'm 56. It is possible, but I think the time is drawing near for his return. So I'm not quite sure how far I'll get with this. But literally, if I could win a million plus souls, at least a million, mm-hmm. at least a million, if I could do that, that would be unbelievable. Yeah. That's like, what else matters? Because yeah. nothing else, for me, I looked at that list and I went, all of that is eternity driven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, winning the lost is eternity, uh, saving or um, healing the sick, um, doing miracles and stuff like that. That's eternity because they'll. That's like things that you. He came in power. You can win the lost through his power, right? Paul did that, um, and then like going in on a trip with your family. That's eternity too because they're going to go with me. But that's like all the things that you can take with you. So for me, it's like. Super easy. There's nothing else that really matters. Yeah. What would you do? I, I was like, I wonder what Tracy and Logan would have as their three. Um, I really want to see every state, like every single state. I, I mean, gosh, it's so I know it's Even crazy. The boring ones. I want to like find something there because every single one has something, like like the caves and yeah, um, just weird things. I will so tell I you, would, Oklahoma though. I've been outside there. of the hail that was on the side of the road that we yeah. thought were rocks yeah, until yeah. we figured out it was hail. Yeah. There ain't went, there ain't much in there. Listen. I see why people leave. Okay, okay. Well, travel through then. Just stop and see something. Yeah. Say you saw it. Yeah, it'd be a road trip thing. Yeah. For if, some of those if you states. saw a tornado, it might be cool, that unless cool. it devastated something. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Otherwise, I don't really see much need for Oklahoma. Right. Right. God bless you if you live in Oklahoma. Nothing. I'm not trying to say, talk bad about your state, but yeah, there's no beach. No offense. No offense. I mean, like, no, what is there? I went from. I mean, my friends are from there, Kristen oh. and Lee. So what do they do? They moved here for oh, a reason. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're yeah. like, but they didn't. Do they anything. love their family. They have family there. Outside of that, they're like, mm. yeah. Ugh. I know. No. I don't know many people who are moving back to Oklahoma. <laughs> that's true. They leave and they don't go they, back. They don't go back. Oh no, that's not true. Their son moved back there. <laughs> Take oh. that back. But but, I mean, I don't know. Go ahead. What else would you do? I, I'll piggyback. I want to see that level of miracles. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to just see, like, we just had a miracle the other day, a healing just the other day in here when we prayed. Yeah. And so I want, but I, every time, like, I want it in bigger and greater and better and, like, like I know. Nothing else matters. No. I mean, I'm like, gosh, there's just nothing else that compares to what God can do through you. Like, for me, it's like, you can jump out of an airplane and skydive, which, listen, if that's on your bucket list, I don't, I will do it. And I'm like, what comes from that though? Right. Like, what good? I mean, adrenaline rush. Well, that's and that's what I like. What's missing? But I would get an adrenal adrenaline rush from seeing blind eyes open. Right. Like, right. holy mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a life change. Yeah. Or that would be a huge adrenaline a rush. A deaf ear opening and can hear for the first time. Like that. That would. Be that's amazing. monster big. Yeah. Yeah. So, so both of those would be. What would your okay? So the so it's seeing the United States each Every day. State. Yeah. Then. Uh, 
what would your next one be? Because, I mean, you did miracles. What would your last one be, I should say? I do want to travel. Like, the travel's a big one for me. So even I would Out of the country? To, yeah, I've never been to Europe. I've been to all the Caribbean states or Caribbean islands. Yeah. Um, but I've never been. Out of the country? Well, Canada and yeah, those ones. That's not, I've been know, to Canada. And Canada's like, beautiful. Like, yeah. Canada, Canada as, as bad as politically it's gone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Vancouver is just It is. So beautiful. They have a beautiful country. They that's do. for sure. Especially in the autumn, like when all the leaves like I didn't go in there really. Every color. So beautiful. I never got to go there during that time, but I got to go in winter. Oh. Which was well, still gorgeous. That's fun. Like uh, for me, I'm in I see tropical. I don't right. want to see more sun. Right. I want to see the winter. See the difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then a pineapple express came through and kind of destroyed the whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah. It went from being cold to 70 degrees, which it was colder here in Florida than it was in oh Canada. My gosh. Yeah. Tom was trying to ski. <laughs> Not happy <laughs> about that. Yeah. Not happy about that. Yeah. What would you do, Logan? Come on over. Come on over to that microphone, sister, so people can hear you. So I'm going to go straight worldly. Yeah, go for it, girl. Okay, so the first one would be bungee jump. Oh, wow. Because um, I've jumped out of almost everything, so that's one I haven't done. And then so I scary. would jump off the cliffs in Hawaii right into the water. Oh, my gosh. You are an adventurous soul. And then I want to um, scuba with humpback whales. She's an outdoorsy kind of girl. I'll stick to the inside. I went scuba diving. I almost died. <laughs> True story. Right, Dad? Yeah, no, I, was, I trusted my dad, and he did save my life. You want to know the story real quick? The Can guy, I please hear the story? Because I, was, I know your yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 40 feet under, and I was 16 years old, and we practiced on an all-inclusive vacation in a pool. And so they're like, oh, you're good. You can go. And so we went out um, into the water. After one time? One time. It was in Jamaica. And so we went under, 40 feet under, and we're under. That's Somebody deep. comes by and kicks my my little breathy regulator. tube what, regulator out with their flipper. And I was just like, I panicked. I was like, uh. I looked around. Trying then, to find it? Yeah. Oh, no, my dad didn't. It was the guy. It was the um No, no, you were trying to find the thingy. No, I wasn't. I panicked. I oh, because you're 16. And I just stopped. And I just looked around. And I looked up. And I was like, too far. Can't do it. And then the instructor swam past me and shoved it in my mouth and pushed the little button. And then I was, and then my, dad, my dad was ahead of me. He was swimming. He did not save my life. It was the instructor. No, it was. Thank God for the instructor. I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I would have done. Yeah. So that was, that was amazing. You would have been cremated. That's what you would have done. <laughs> I would have been at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Which I'm not, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my scuba diving. So maybe that's why I've done those things and I'm like, meh. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. I have not been there, done that. Yeah. And I have no desire to yeah. be there and do that. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. That's interesting. So have fun, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. But Logan's pregnant, so Logan's going to shelf that stuff for a little bit. <laughs> She's going to shelf it for a little while. You could do it after you have the baby. We'll let you do it after you have the baby. Until then, no. I did just swim with manatees. That's awesome. She just said, because she can't hear you, you can't hear her. She said she just she did just swim with manatees, which I've heard is pretty fun. It's They're the um, 
what do they call those things? The gentle. Chubby mermaids. That's what they call them? That's not what I've ever heard of. Sea cows. Gentle sea cows. Thank you. I got 15 minutes, people. I'm going to answer another question. If Jesus took all our disease, I love this question. Uh, this was a great question. If Jesus took all our diseases on the cross, then why do we ever get sick? I heard Jonathan, meaning Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I love it that everybody's watching him. I mean, seriously, he's so good and he will free you from a lot of nonsense. That's for sure. Um, I heard Jonathan say it's illegal for Christians to be sick. Is that true? And if it is, why don't we teach that? So let's look at scripture um, to answer the first question. So the first part is, if Jesus took all our diseases on the cross, then why do we ever get sick? Well, we get sick because John 10, 10, the thief come not to, um, come, I have it memorized a different way. So I'm going to do it, the New King James, I have it memorized in IV. But New King James says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Here's the thing. There's two sentences here. One is Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, the reason why uh, people are sick is because Satan, he comes to take life from you. He comes to take your wealth from you. He comes to take um, your family from you. He comes to kill steal and destroy and whatever means that is he'll do it the thing is is he can't do it if you know the second scripture the problem is is most people don't know the word so there's the problem that's why satan is successful they can get sick because they don't know his promises it says but jesus said i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly see what problem is is a lot of people believe that Jesus is the one that's doing it to them. <clears throat> Why is God putting me through these tests? Why is God allowing me to be sick? Or God has has made me sick so that I can be humble. Or God has done this to me so that I can um, uh, uh, win more people to the Lord. But there's a phrase that people use all the time that basically says, that Jesus is doing this to them so that he can make them be an example to others and win others to the Lord. And uh, that's just not true. So that's one of the reasons why people get sick because they have bad doctrine, bad theology, and they live on the whim of whatever will be, will be. John, but John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. See, Jesus already paid the price for us when he died on the cross and um, he purchased a big huge gift to us not only through salvation but through healing um, a lot of times people just focus on the salvation part there's three things that were done on the cross three things and people only focus on the one and when you don't stand on the promises and you don't grab a hold of them it's like having a Christmas tree and the presents underneath it and saying those aren't for me they're for somebody else no, your name's on those presents. They are for you. But unless you go underneath that tree, you find the presents that have your name on them, you will not have a gift on Christmas morning. That's part of the problem. People do not know their word. They don't know that there are gifts for them that they can take. And so when Satan comes in to steal from them, 
he's able to do it because they don't know the word, they don't know the promise, or they have bad doctrine and they stand and believe on the bad doctrine, which is the sovereignty of God. You know, whatever God wills, God's will is never for anyone to be sick. It's clear in the word. And it's also 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. He bought healing for you on the cross. Everyone, everyone, everyone can be healed. That is the truth. And I'm going to take you to scripture that even shows it even more. But by his stripes, you are healed or were healed. Past tense, meaning it is present day. It's not something that uh, is a possibility. It's something that is factual, actual, and true. Now you just have to receive it. In order to receive it, though, you have to get bad doctrine out. You got to renew your mind and or doubt and unbelief. And then sometimes... The word is clear that sometimes healing is progressive, but sometimes, but, but progressiveness can be up to you and how quickly you're healed. So it's just like I've talked about this before, but the 10 lepers, it's as they walked to the priest to show themselves cleansed is how the healing happened for them. It didn't happen instantaneously. The, 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 the man he prayed for and put the mud on his eyes, he opened his eyes and he was healed. Okay. There are, but then there's the blind man that he had to take out of the, the of town of Bethsaida, walked him out of the town of Bethsaida, didn't pray for him once, prayed for him twice because of the doubt and unbelief. It's the only place in the scriptures that Jesus prayed twice. And on the second time, he opened his eyes. But the first time when he prayed, progressive, okay? People should, in a perfect world, be healing instantaneously yes but even jesus wasn't able to heal people instantaneously not because of his faith but because of their faith and let me make that perfectly clear jesus pulled that man out of that town because it says in the word of the unbelief that was in that town not because of jesus's unbelief it says that jesus left his own hometown because of the doubt or as because of the unbelief that was there he could do no mighty work is what it says not because he couldn't do it but because of the unbelief that was in that town and the people when he walked that man out of the town of bethesda bethsaida that the thing is is it says that the man could see the first time he prayed, he said that the people that he saw, so other people were around when he walked him out. So the crowd followed. But he said that it looked like the the people were trees. They were walking trees. Okay, that goes to tell you that the man, if he knew what a tree looked like, the odds are he had seen before because he knew what a tree looked like. So he could say the people look like they're walking trees. So on the second time he prayed, that's when the healing took place. So can healing happen progressively? Yes. Should it happen progressively? No. If our faith was where it was supposed to be, then we would see healing like that. But it's not. Who cares if you get healed? I mean, for me, when I say who cares if you get healed instantly, there are some people that go, yeah, that's easy for you to say you're not sick with my sickness. I understand that, and that's not the point I'm trying to make. But what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is, it's a difference of being healed progressively or not being healed at all. So I say, who cares as long as you get healed? Okay, be working out your faith. Be standing on the promises of God. Sometimes 
we have to work to get there. It doesn't happen instantly because, and sometimes you will hit happen instantly, but then there will be times that it doesn't. It's happened that way for me. Sometimes I've seen things immediately. Then there's been other times that I've seen things progressive, but I've seen them. And that's all I cared about because I just, I needed to see the end result be what the word said. Okay. I don't, I'm not a big quitter. I hate quitters. I'll be flat out honest with you. Don't come and tell me you quit. I'm not the one to, to, to talk to about that. I have no respect for quitters. Nothing at all. I don't see anything in the word of God that talks about quitters being victorious. Okay. If you quit, I'm not your girl. But if you're a fighter and you persevere, because that's what the word says, those who endure to the end, endurance is the key. Quitting is not. You never win when you quit. So if that's your instinct, fight it for fight it with everything you have inside of you. Persevere. Because the word is very clear about people who persevere. Perseverance is hope. You know, I, I, I would pull up that scripture for you really quick. But there's truth in people who face adversity, persevere through it, and then come out on the other side, they're much stronger. They see the result that they're standing and believing for. And then it creates a whole new level of faith for them. If you quit, you never get there. And quitting, to me, is so weak, I cannot, I cannot bear it. I cannot bear it. Quitter, quitters, losers. I mean, I lose all the time. But I win a lot because I'm in there fighting. Losing and quitting are two different things. Uh, to see, you know, in life when you're going after things, I dream big. And when you dream big, well, you're going to lose some of the time. Because sometimes, like, to get to the level of the goal, you're not going to hit the mark all the time. You're going to try and do something and it's, like, not going to work out. But then you get back in there and you and then eventually you're going to find the key. You're going to win. Okay, losing is way different than quitting. And people think they're the same. They're not the same. People will lose. You're going to lose in life. I mean, like I quote Michael Jordan all the time, but he said he's had more successes. He's had more losses than he's had successes. But if he had never lost, he wouldn't have ever gotten to the successes. You have to. But quitting, no. No. Yeah, please don't ever come and tell me you quit because I'm not the girl. I cannot stand it. I cannot bear it. And my family knows that. Don't come and tell me, you, you, like, if you're going to do something and then you quit because it gets it gets hard. Right. Yeah. Uh, Figure it out. But don't quit. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So here's the thing. He was wounded for our transgressions. Transgressions are sin. He was bruised for our iniquities, for sin. So two things, salvation, right? The chastisement of peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. He became rich, He became poor so that we might be rich. Again, he came to this earth from, from being a king, to being in poverty, to being a king again. Um, but he had to be poor so that we might be rich. So he came to this earth, lived, a, you know, they, they had money because Judas stole from the treasury because he was the treasurer. But 
they had money, but nothing like what he had in heaven. So, but he came here, Jesus came to this earth for us so that we might have wealth. And, and it, the word is very clear that he wants us to live in abundance. Again, abundance comes though through paying your tithe and offering. Everybody has to do their part. Like if you want to see healing in your body, by his stripes you are healed, then you need to tap into those healing scriptures. You need to understand how, you know, it's you believe in healing and you receive healing. And sometimes it's simple as saying Jesus died on the cross for you so that you might be healed. And people automatically go, he did? And then boom, they see the healing. Then other people have been taught bad doctrine and believe that que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. If it's his will, he'll heal you, you know. But I'm going to show you where it is his will. will. But those people will say, maybe he will, maybe he won't. And so you've got to get that bad doctrine out of you, you know. So healing comes through different things. Salvation is the same thing. You can tell a person over and over and over again that they need to be saved. And it's only through maybe hitting rock bottom that all of a sudden they go, oh, you know what? I think I might try God out. It's all the same thing. It's like, but the, but it's already and available for you. It's when will you take it? When will you receive it? And sometimes it's studying it out. Um, people get sick and um they don't stand on the promise of the cross so for me that's the reason why that um for the, to answer the first question which is if jesus took all our diseases on the cross and why uh, why do we get sick it's because people don't stand on the promises and their last promise the last thing you asked was um um oh god why don't we preach it or why isn't it taught it is taught every single week. Tom teaches about this every single week that people should not be sick. You know, I mean, Jonathan's term is that it's illegal. And it, and actually, I love how he phrases that because no Christian should be sick. We're, we're to be the example. When we're sick and we're not like getting well, then we look like the world. But when we're healed and we go from having cancer to no cancer, it's profound. People are like, I want what that guy has. I got cancer. How did you get rid of it? I need that. That's why it's illegal. Nobody that calls himself a believer should be satisfied and just living a mediocre or mediocre uh, Christian walk and thinking that's okay. We should be higher level. We should be the shining city on a hill. We should be different than the rest of the world. Instead, we're not. We say God is good when until you God is good, but it's really great when you go to heaven. I mean, that's not how it is. Um but John 14:14 14, 14 says if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. People don't study the Bible. They believe more in the doctors than they believe in what Jesus purchased for him on the cross. And I'm going to tell you, the Lord's Prayer is very clear that it is his will, will to heal you every time. Outside of the scriptures that I've already told you, Matthew 6, 9 through 13 says, In this manner, therefore pray. How many people actually pray this way and believe what it says? That's what I would say. They don't. They don't read this, the Lord's Prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, um, it's, it, you don't have to pray the Lord's Prayer every single time, but the Lord's Prayer clearly talks about all the different things that cover all life situations. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So his will on earth 
is what it is like in heaven. Is sickness and disease poverty in heaven? Is no one unsaved in heaven? No. All three things, if you are, exist in heaven, are provided for you. In, in heaven, there is no sickness or disease. So on earth, we as believers should not walk around in sickness and disease. It is his will for anyone that Satan has come to steal, kill, or destroy. It is his will that you have life and life more abundantly. It is up to you whether you say, on earth as it is in heaven, my body is well, because it is your will that I be healed, that I live like I would if I am in heaven. And my if, if I'm in heaven, there's no sickness and disease in my body. Poverty. There's no poverty. The streets are made of gold. There's a cattle on a thousand hills. You have a mansion when you go to heaven that he has prepared for you. If he has prepared it for you, that means he has built it with his own hands. He has made it for you. Okay, He may have not built it with his own hands, but he has made sure and ensured that when you go to heaven, you have a mansion. The walls of heaven, the new heaven, will be covered in jewels and gems. There is nothing that is not rich in heaven. And then everyone that's in heaven is saved. There is no one that is in heaven that is not saved. Everyone that chooses not to be saved is in hell. So three things that Jesus paid on the paid for on the cross all exist in heaven. So it is his will that all those things on earth exist for you. Salvation, um, prosperity, and healing. I hope that answered your question because it makes complete sense to me and Jonathan is right. It should be un, it should be illegal. If people thought that being sick was illegal as a Christian, they might think more differently about being sick. Yeah. I mean, it's that serious. Yeah. I I just think we, people say it much nicer, mm-hmm. but it's I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't be satisfied with it. Right. You should think this is against the law of the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes against everything the word of God says. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, you need to hate it. Because a price was paid on the cross for each and every single one of us. Jesus came and when he died on that cross and he bore those stripes, it says in the word that he was so badly beaten that he was unrecognizable as a human being. That no one would could tell that he was a human anymore. When somebody bears that kind of brutality for you, for me, for mankind, we should take a little serious. We should take it a little serious about the degree in which they would go for us. And then when we have healing that's provided for us, and we kind of be we're kind of nonchalant about it, mm-hmm. it's like a slap in the face to what Jesus did on the cross for us. It truthfully is. And people will wish it away because they don't want to take personal responsibility if they fail and they don't receive their healing. They'll blame it on him for the healing that they didn't receive, but he already did it on the cross. And now you slap him in the face again because you say, mm-hmm. guess it wasn't your will that you heal me. Heal me. Well, know your word because yeah. you're wrong, and now you're putting it all back on him again. Yep. I, I like get spiritually infuriated over that mm-hmm. righteously anger mm-hmm. righteously angry over that because to me it's like how dare you right. how dare you and it's all because people are weak easily offended and can't take responsibility for not knowing the word of god because they would rather scroll through instagram watch tv 
look at something on their computer, read a book that's not the Bible, listen to somebody else's doctrine and theology versus figure it out for themselves. All of it is weak. All of it is lazy. And none of it is word-based. Um, so I don't know. Maybe people like living in lack. Maybe people like being sick. I don't know. People love being victims nowadays. Yeah. But I would say run to the word because it's way, way more freeing and it has a lot more to offer because outside of that, I will say this, though. I will tell you, like, you know, Tom, Tom preaches a very, he, he's full gospel. So he preaches sin, heaven, hell. But you, you, you talk about blessings, prosperity. You talk about sickness and disease, and God wants you well, and people literally walk out the door more than anything. I mean, you think about how many people have walked out the door because of COVID. Yeah. They'd rather be sick. Yeah. They'd rather it be okay that COVID was real. Yeah. They wore their mask, and people got sick and died, yeah. versus stand and say, that's not God's will. Right. That is not what God wanted. We as believers have the authority to defy all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. They'd rather be weak. Right. They'd rather walk out the door. But blessings, I kid you not, blessings yeah. send more people walking yeah. from a fence. And you know why that is? Because they're weak. Yeah. They're weak, and they'd mm -hmm. rather be weak. Mm -hmm. The victim mentality is just priceless to people. They it love it. It is. It's an attention getter. Yeah. They thrive on the attention. And it makes me sick. Yep. Listen. The word is clear. We're to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We're not to be doormats. We're not to be victims. We're not to be like the world. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. To be bold as a lion. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. He's it, it, And, you know, people just, they thrive on the opposite. It, that's why that scripture in Joshua says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Choose this day. Yeah. Because to people, it's evil for you to stand up against COVID. Mm -hmm. It's evil for you to do that. Yeah. But what's the word say? Opposite of that. Right. It's good. It's crazy. It's good. So I tell you this. First of all, we're going to say the sinner's prayer. Uh, and I will just tell you that if you are not saved or if you walked away, don't be like the Christians, a lot of Christians that you know. God has so much more for you. And maybe you think, I don't want to be like that Christian or or, uh, or Christians that I know. Um, because they are weak and they don't look anything different than the world. You be different. You be different than what, are you laughing over there because you're about She is, because she thinks I'm going to say you be you. <laughs> I hold back a lot. Were you, were you thinking that, Logan? Yes. She's taking her head. Don't you be you. You be like Jesus. Oh, that's a new one. That's the new one. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't be like everybody else that you see. They will let you down. They are not. Most Christians, narrow is the way. Most Christians are getting it wrong. That's the facts. But don't be like them. Get in that word. Find out who he's called you to be and walk that out. And it's far better than anyone else that you probably know and see doing it right now. Because so many people are so woke and they're missing out on so much. 
but you can be different and you don't have to look like them and you can live such a, a better life than them. So let's just pray. If you don't know him, if you've walked away, let's pray real quick together. Get your life right with God. Uh, set the pace. Set the standard high. Go for it. And uh, sky's the limit once you do this. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. We ask you to be Lord and Savior of our life. I repent of what I have done, Lord, and I will serve you all the days of my life. I thank you that you died on the cross and that you rose again. And when I grow old, I will go to heaven and live with you forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, let us know. We'd love to, to, to stand with you. As I always say, you don't have to do it alone. We can pray with you. We can stand with you. And we can even, if you don't know where Foundation Church is, we can hook you up and, to, and, and hopefully find a good church for you to attend. Because um, really, iron sharpens iron. It says to win the loss and make disciples of believers. It's great that you get saved, but you have to be discipled. It's the key. It's the key because you'll get lost. You'll be like the parable of the sower, of the different um, seeds that were um, were um, sown. And out of all of them, only one good fell on good soil. So we want to make sure that that happens for you. Next thing is, it is Memorial Day weekend, three-day weekend. I can't wait because I got a lot of work to do at my house. Oh, my gosh, my house. There's so much work being done at this church right now. But we moved back in to our, our, they just finished the podcast room, so Tom should be in there tomorrow night. Whoop, whoop. And then we'll be in there on Wednesday. Hopefully they get our offices back together. I know that the people that are our general contractor is working very hard. Travis is working very hard. Life will hopefully be normal, be normal somewhat soon. But my house has just begun. I've had so many workmen there. I have no water, people. You should have seen me getting ready. It's 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 crazy. But three-day weekend, make sure, make sure you make sure that you don't forget why we have this weekend. It's vitally important. This Veterans Day, 4th of July, anything that, any patriotic holiday outside of our Christian holidays, the rest of them don't matter. But these holidays, they truly matter because someone gave up, in some cases, everything for us. And it should never be taken for granted, and it should never be thought of um, half-hearted. People lost their children. People lost their brothers. People lost their fathers. Um, so that we <clears throat> have a fantastic, free life. And... Uh, Make sure you honor that. Make sure you take time to uh, tell somebody thank you. And never, ever, ever take it for granted. Because we are the only country that has the life. I mean, people are coming to this country for a reason. Outside of the Biden administration inviting them in. But people have fought tooth and nail to get to this country. To have the freedoms that we have. And um, we're blessed. If you live in America... You are blessed beyond measure. And let's just remember that this weekend. So have a fantastic weekend. Happy Memorial Day. And we will see you on Wednesday. Bye. Real talk.